Welcome back to HB Unfiltered Sports Talk. I'm joined by the Stiff Brownie, the Intern, and the Dirt Bag. Uh, today's show is brought to you by J3 Supply Group for your hoses hitting specialist. Uh, come on down, great guys, and um, I gotta throw a shout out to First Class Pizza. Uh, I gotta throw a shout out to Selman Chevrolet. Just dropped my truck off last week. Uh, under warranty, got got my new electrical system put in, nice. so it was pretty uh, sweet, and uh, did my brakes, so I'm driving safely around now, the, the great streets of Huntington Beach. Uh, please go to our website at uh, HB Unfiltered Sports Talk, and check out, obviously, our merchandise, check out um, the whole website, uh, you know, just scroll around, it's much easier to uh, check everything out, and then also check out gotbackup.com. And that's where you can get uh, six terabytes of storage for like six people and six devices. Um, let's start the show off with the uh, intern. We're going to find out what happened this day in sports real quick. So on this day in sports, July 27, it is 1947. New York Yankees catcher Yogi Berra starts a record 148-game errorless streak. In 1984... The Reds' Pete Rose collects a record 3,503rd career, career single versus Philadelphia. And in 1999, Tony Hawk is the first skateboarder to land a 900. And we also have uh, a bunch of uh, birthdays on July 27th. Leo DeRocher, uh, Peggy Fleming, who is 75 today, uh, A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, who is 48 years old today, and Jordan Spieth, who is 30 years old. Jeez, only, only 30. Jeez. Seems a little old. Yeah, not for, <laughs> not for a golfer, man. He's got 20 more years before he hits the senior circuit and makes more money and then designs golf courses. Well, speaking about golf, I want to say thank you because I made some money this past weekend at the British yeah. Open, or the Open as it's known. Um, you picked... Two players to finish in the top five, top ten, top twenty yeah. of the four that you said, and I made a lot of money thanks to you. So I appreciate you. You're welcome, Tommy Fleetwood and uh, Victor Hovland. I mean, that course was all about. That's why. Oh man, we got to talk about this, Brian Harmon. I cannot watch thirteen waggles. Yeah, that was pretty be- bad. Before you hit, hit the damn ball. My thing is this: you got guys like Patrick Cantlay. And you've got guys like Ryan Harmon. Yeah. They, there needs to be a clock on these people. It's uncomfortable to watch. I yeah. golf. And yeah. I, I, it's like, get up and hit the ball. I get in a couple swings. You know, you're trying to get your timing down, whatever. I'm not very good at golf, so it doesn't really matter. You know, to me, I just get up there and swing it. Yeah. But these guys are excellent at golf, and they shouldn't be waggling and taking as much time as they do. So let's let's say you're paired. You're, you're, you're a good golfer, and let's say you were paired and playing on the PJ Tour. And you're playing with John Rahm, who's maybe two waggles at most, or Brooks Kepka, who just steps up and hits the damn ball. Yeah. How would you like to be following a pairing of Cantley and Har- Harmon? Or playing with them. I would be like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, seriously. Oh, it's brutal. It's I- brutal. And it's and you know what? It's bad TV, too, because I think the ratings were down. I don't know the, the final ratings on everything. Yeah. Um, obviously, over here, you're watching it at you know, 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 right. o'clock in the morning, which I did. I woke up, and I watched <laughs> I watched it. I, it has to. This has to be, because I've been having, like, 
serious sleeping problems. problems I'm, up, yeah. <laughs> I'm, up all, I'm up all night. I think this is the first time I actually watched the whole thing. Me too. No, I, I couldn't, like, uh, I think Tuesday night I barely slept, and it's like because I was waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning, every single morning, to yeah. watch 10 hours of golf. You know, it's funny. it was funny when it switched over to uh, NBC on Harmon. Obviously, you want to try to f- follow the, uh, the guy that's leading, right? So they started trying to cut his waggles down by chiming in on the 11th waggle. Oh, yeah. So they were just showing, like, two waggles, and then he hits it. They said he had over 4,000 waggles for the four days that he was playing in the tournament. That is so ridiculous. Think about that. That's so ridiculous. They probably hit, what, they hit a drive and a wedge or a drive. Maybe they have a, and on the par fives, maybe it's three shots. That is a lot of waggles. Waggle me this. Wow. Waggle me that. Anyways, let's get something uh, way more interesting with yes. four days left in the trade deadline. Uh, what's going on with Otani? Where's everything yeah. at with that? I, I really think Artie Moreno has fucked up. You don't, you do not decide to do anything until the trade deadline. If you keep them, that's fine. But you have to listen to all offers. Who knows what the Dodgers or the Orioles might have offered for a guy that, remember, you have a 9% chance of making the playoffs. What you tell Otani is, hey, man, you're only going to, let's say, Baltimore for two months or the Dodgers for two months, and then you can sign back with us, and we're going to have so much more around you next year. Yeah, because we traded for assets. That will be a better better club. But to hold on to him and get nothing and have the possibility of him leaving just seems like he's a terrible businessman. That's a terrible business deal to just fold your hand, your pocket aces, yep. and you're folding before you even see the flop. It's so again this morning. I just don't understand it. This morning, through complete game, one hitter, eight strikeouts, like nothing. What is it? How many home runs does he have? Thirty six. Yeah, thirty six. I mean, he's, he leads. He leads the. And he doesn't have Trout right now. Right. Do it. Or Rendon, Mr. Glass. Oh, so God, Rendon. I really hope Artie is listening to our podcast so he can understand not only do we need to trade Otani, but get Trout healthy, get him out of there, get Rendon healthy. I did not realize Rendon still is owed $90 million. Oh, us. yeah, it was a $250 million oh, contract. Oh, my gosh. I just figured that out the other day. I, I was like, oh, what? What's left on his contract? How hard is it going to be to get rid of him? Yeah. It's going to be very difficult to get rid of him. I'm, I'm telling you right now, just like you called a backdoor deal on the, um, you know, Rodgers giving up $35 million yeah. so they can get uh, uh, Dalvin Cook, I'm calling it right now. There has to be a deal in place between Artie Marino, the Angels, and Otani. He must have said to them, I don't want to be traded. I want to try to make it to the playoffs with the wow. Angels. I love living here. Do you know that he... He literally lives like on the premise of Angel Stadium. Oh, he lives in one, he of, lives in one of those condos. He lives in one of those high-priced condos, and he walks early on game day to start stretching and everything across the parking lot. No way. Maybe he just loves. That's pretty cool. And maybe he just loves that nobody's like if he was in New York, there'd be cameras and paparazzi sure. like, everywhere around him. Sure. With the Angels, it's easy peasy, man. Nobody cares. Nobody says anything. He just goes about his business, and maybe. That's what he likes. Well, I can tell you this. Everything that I've read and everything I've heard uh, from sources that I know very well, San Francisco Giants are going to make a massive offer to him. And so are the Dodgers. And here's, here's, here's Artie, Artie's worst nightmare. Him saying as a businessman, I'm not going to trade 
his ego is going to get the best of him here. For sure. I'm not going to trade with the Dodgers. I'm not going to trade with the Dodgers because you know they're our rival and I don't like them and you know whatever. We're, that, we're the bigger bigger market. That, team, that blah, is blah, blah, a, blah, that blah, is yeah. the dumbest thing I've ever heard because yeah. you could have t- taken seven of the Dodgers' best young players and improved your team. Yeah, you lose Otani, but you get something in return. If this happens now, you keep him. You don't make the playoffs. The Giants and the Dodgers come hard with $650 million, and you're only offering $500 because I think that's what I saw um, you know, on a couple couple sites. They're going to offer around $500 million. Well, that's not going to that's not going to get him. Uh, he, he's worth he's worth two fifty as a, as a pitcher, and he's worth three fifty as a as cool. a hitter. So. It's a six hundred million dollar yeah, contract for sure, and be- before you even get started, and because there's multiple people, it's going to drive the price up even more. Sure, sure. So you you're going to have the Mariners in the mix. Every every West Coast team except the Padres and the A's are in the mix here, including the New York clubs. I'm uh, for who, offering money. What did you think about the Giolito trade from Chicago White I, Sox? Like what? That didn't I, make any sense I, to me. He he's an average pitcher at best. He's six and six. Yeah. And what's funny is I saw on the ticker it goes he's had twelve. I don't know what they consider quality starts, by the way. But he had twelve I quality. Think se- I think it's seven innings or more. Okay, twelve quality starts out of twenty-one, which is almost twenty-four. That explains why he's six and six. He's a fifty-fifty pitcher. Yeah. You're, and Lopez is just okay. That is not helping the team. You yeah. need to get like a Verlander, a Scherzer, and a, and a top-notch closer like Bednar from Pittsburgh. That's that's what would get something done and give the Angels a chance. Isn't They're it, not going to make it. Isn't it shocking that we're still talking about pitching 10 years later from the time that, I mean, every single year all we do is talk about pitching. Yes. And now they finally have a chance where if you really believe in that 9.3% chance of making the playoffs, right. what is holding you back? Pitching. Yeah, it's still pitching. Yeah, and then all, what you do? You go out and you get mediocre pitching to help your mediocre yeah. pitching staff. That's not, that's not raising like did, the, raising the bar. So like they did with Syndergaard. Yeah. And then they trade away Marsh, oh. and Marsh is a great player. This, okay. I mean, it's like, come on, thanks, guys. Thanks for bringing that up. This is why the Dodgers are an unbelievable like GM and and staff when they do trades. They get Kiki Hernandez back, who is a clutch player every time. And he loves he, he being lo- in Los Angeles. He, did you see him dancing? Yeah, the I guy? saw him doing the thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, this guy is. And they gave so up happy. Nothing. They gave up two guys from their from their single A ball club. They didn't even give up any of the seven to ten yeah. guys that already could have purged for Otani. Yeah. So they're going to keep all that, and they still have a chance to sign Otani and keep all that talent. Yep. And they had Kiki, but here's an even better trade. They got Ahmad Rosario batting 265, three homers, 40 RBIs, but he gets on base. He can steal, From and he's a gold glove shortstop. Yep. And guess what they gave up? Noah Syndergaard. Joey Bag of Donuts Syndergaard, yep. Yep. who would never even play again for the Dodgers or pitch. Yeah. We gave up Thorless. Well, he would have been demoted, I bet. I bet yeah, he, he would have been sent to assignment. Yeah. So here we get, like... Borderline all-star shortstop defensively for sure, for nothing. Yeah, this is how the Dodgers operate. And you know who also operates like that? Cashman from the Yankees. He's another guy that just makes amazing trades yeah. that only benefit his team, and somehow never pans out for the other team. Which is why every team's probably very hesitant on trading with with Mr. Cashman over there right. in, the, in the Yankees organization. But 
you know what? If you know what you're doing and you get it done, get it done. Well, I'm here to make my team better, and that's the end of it. The, the one thing with Cashman that I'll say that he that he's getting wrong is he, he likes the guys that hit home runs, but they also strike out 200 times. I think he's got four or five players that hit over 40 homers and strike out over 200 times. Well, when the fence is only 250 feet down each line. It's Little League. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. That also <laughs> shortens it for the other team, too. You know, now Chris Taylor's of the world are hitting homers. Man, i got to tell you something. The San Francisco Giants absolutely screwed me this, this past weekend. They're, they're, they were at Washington and got swept, so I had a really bad week with yeah. gambling. But And they lost to the A's. Oh, man. It was, it, it's, <laughs> they're, they're, they're on my Cam Newton list, which uh, you don't know what the Cam Newton list is, but a few of my friends do, and that's, that's guys with no balls. Oh, wow. So Castrated. Yeah, so I do have I to tell you this, though. I didn't know I, about that. The hottest team in baseball right now is the Boston Red Sox. They're 14-5 and five since July 1st. Um, they're a hot team. They're at San Francisco. I love them this weekend. Okay. I know San Francisco at home is hard um, to bet against, but give me some Boston. Actually, Baltimore has kind of hurt me the last two days. Philadelphia. Well, they're at home. home versus the Yankees, and I love them this well, weekend. Well, I'm taking Baltimore on that one. Yeah. Yan- Yankees still... Don't even have judge. The interesting series for me, and this is where I, I Milwaukee has been flying under the radar. They have fifty-seven wins and all, and you know forty-something losses, whatever it is. Yeah. How do they get fifty-seven wins? They struggled at the first part of the season, and they're playing Atlanta this weekend in Atlanta, and Atlanta is as hot as they come. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta is still the team to beat. The Rays have fallen have fallen down. Oh yeah, well they're just playing fifty-fifty ball right yeah. now, which is expected because you came out of the shoot and you're winning like eighty percent of your games. Yeah, you know you're gonna have some regression to the meat yeah. for sure. I, dude, I just keep thinking now, now, now that now that Otani's not being traded, the Dodgers have so much talent that they can trade. They're starting to get healthy. They're gonna add. They're gonna go after a good pitcher. It's not gonna be Shane Bieber because he recently got hurt, but they can go get Stroman. Stroman from the Cubs. They yeah, can, they can add. They can add Stroman or maybe get Lynn, who's an inning, inning on, on the ch- killer on the cheap, on the, on the cheap, real cheap, on the cheap. Yeah. Some more cash considerations and maybe another Noah yeah. Syndergaard that's on their roster that they can get rid of. Well, like I like I'm uh, like I said, my hot teams this weekend are Boston, Atlanta, Baltimore, and Philly. Um, I like Minnesota, Kansas City. I always like anybody that's playing Kansas City. My cold teams, Oakland, Kansas City, San Francisco, the New York Mets, yeah, and Colorado the Mets, Rocket, the Rockets. The Mets, man. What Rocket, you, I, who's been worse this season, San Diego or, or New York Mets? Dude, hey, the, they're both the Mets, brutal. The, I, think, I think the Mets are the most uh, disappointing team, and I think Steve Cohen, the owner, uh, he's got an unlimited amount of money. I would trade, if I was him, I'd trade everybody. I'd get rid of Verlander's contract. I'd get rid of Scherzer. I'd get yeah. rid of all of them, man. Yeah. I'd trade Lindor. I'd even trade Alonzo, man. Actually, I keep Lindor and Alonzo, and I trade everybody else. Seriously, anybody that's making any type of good money, start just, over. Just, yeah, just cut bait, cut bait. Start over, get get assets. You know, that's, for sure, for sure. Oh man, Joe Burrow just got carted off the field for the Bengals. That's not good. Have you been watching any of the women's World Cup, by the way? Uh, I have, and I'm I'm not impressed. Uh, all this, all this talk. They were favored to win by six and a half over Vietnam. They struggled. Yeah. They still won three nothing. But now you, you struggled against the Netherlands. Yeah, I. 
here here's the thing. There's a new coaching staff. It's not the same coaching staff with Wombach and um, uh, um, Rapino and all the other Hope Solo, all the ridiculous more, yeah. all the, the. So it's a new coaching staff, and I'm not quite sure what this guy is doing exactly. Right. But when I watch the games, the girls are extremely aggressive. Yeah. Versus like possession. So I watched the game last night, and the Netherlands had at least a 12, maybe 15-minute possession game. So they had it for a lot, you know, 12 to 15 minutes more. Right. We had more shots on goal. And the Netherlands are a very good team. I mean, Italy, Germany, Brazil, Spain, Netherlands, Denmark, um, all those teams are good teams to bet on because they're a lot better than the other teams in their group. Right. I'm very scared to bet on the um, on the ladies this week uh, on Tuesday. I, I'm sorry, they're playing Tuesday right now. They're one and a half goal favorites at minus 105 and money lines minus three uh, three fifty. And I, it's scary. Yeah. I'll, hey, real quick, shout out to the, Phil- the Philippines. They won their very first uh, match ever for women in the awesome. World Cup. They beat New Zealand. Are you so- going? Are you going to my place this Saturday for the UFC fights? I most likely will will be there. I've been known to hang out there. I may or may not be there in in real life. One of these days we're going to do a satellite from over there. <laughs> Get our shit together. Help us out. Visit our site. Please. Cheers. Enjoy the weekend.